the Lord. Hallelujah. Go ahead and accommodate yourself, church, one more time. Amen. We want to welcome those who are listening live stream. Amen. Uh, we wanted to be sure to uh, go on a little bit early so that folks who are listening live stream will be able to get the announcements uh, concerning what's going on in the house of God. Amen. We thank God for everyone who's in the house and also, again, uh, those of you all who are connected, uh, hallelujah, via the technological streams this morning. Let's all stand to our feet one more time. Let's open up our Bible, amen, to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, one that you all are familiar with, one that I recently, uh, a verse that I recently opened with and I just felt led in my spirit just to, con uh, just to continue to build up on one specific word that we find in this text, amen, but we're going to keep it in context. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to verse 17. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. It reads like this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time that we have together in the word and in the instruction of the word. We thank you for the men and the women, Lord God, and even the children, the young, even the teenagers, Lord God, that are under the sound of my voice this morning. I pray that you would anoint the lips of your servant, anoint the ears of the hearers. Lord God, in these days, we are seeking you. We are wanting more of you. There is no other option than to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and to lean not on our own understanding. We need you, our families need you, our spouses need you, our children need you. Father, our neighbors need you, hallelujah. The enemy, Father God, has no place but you, Father God, to your name be all of the glory. Amen. Give your servant and give your people wisdom. Yes. Give them discernment. Yes, Let us, Father God, discern yes. deeply, hallelujah, according to your word. Father God, that Hallelujah. The, as the scripture said, do not muzzle the ox. Yes. Hallelujah. Father, let your people not be muzzled yes. as well. But let, Father God, we all, let us all, all of your people do that for which you, hallelujah, have called us to do. We bless your name. We magnify your name. We trust in you, Lord God, in every season of our life. Confident, Lord God, that you are working in us and building us up to be the men and the women that you've called us to be in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Jesus name. Amen. 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 You may be seated one more time. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Church, the title of this message are three, are three words. Amen. Reproof, repentance, and restoration. Amen. Reproof, reproof repentance, and restoration. I'll read the verse again, amen, so that you can see that, that word in the text. Amen. The word reproof. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God 
and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The word reproof is it's an expression of, of disapproval. It's actually not that pleasant whenever we hear the idea or the concept of reproving or uh, reproof itself. It's an expression of disapproval. Uh, what do you do when the saved folks, amen, need to hear that part of heaven's counsel or the part of heaven's counsel that is unpleasant, that is not quite pleasant, but, but, but needs to be uh, given. Heaven's counsel, praise God. God is all about encouraging us, amen, and lifting us up. But every once in a while, as a good, good father, he needs to reprove us, amen, so that we'll stay on the straight and narrow. I have to do it with my children, amen. Uh, uh, my wife has to do it with me. <laughs> amen, every once in a while, all right? Very good. Just making sure I got your attention. Amen, reproof is a good thing. Because it, it keeps us straight. It keeps us going, amen, in the right direction so that we have continuous victories, amen? The idea of reproof is difficult to swallow, but it's necessary. All of us need it. It's God's instrument to be used in a way that will bring back a wayward soul, amen, onto the straight and narrow so that we'll stay on the path that God has called us to. Reproof is not to be abused, though, amen? We must, not, we must, we must use it in love. Amen. If reproof is necessary, if there is the expression of disapproval from the body of Christ, when we express it, whether to our children, to our brothers, our sisters, amen, the scripture even tells me as a, as a young man to be mindful. Uh, if I have to reprove um, uh, a gentleman who is, you know, say twice my age, just respect, do it in a loving and a respecting way so that so that that person not be lost, amen, along the way because of that that moment of reproval or 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 uh, correction to to build him up and let him know praise God what was done wrong and then at the very end reel him in that's why the scripture says thy rod and thy staff they comfort me it's an actual comfort to be reproved because that lets me know that somebody cares for me Amen. Somebody actually will look at me in the eyes and tell me straightforward, this is exactly what the situation is, and, 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 and this is how it needs to be corrected. Nobody likes to be called out, but it's sometimes necessary to be called out. No, no one did anything wrong. That's not why I'm preaching this message. Amen. <laughs> we are, we're, we're staying ahead of the curve, right? Yeah. Because we don't want, we don't want to be, uh, have an experience and say, well, how do we handle this? Instead, God gives us instruction here. He said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable, amen, for doctrine, meaning for teaching, for reproof, amen, uh, to, to, to bring things to correction, as it says, amen, and emphasizes correction again, and then for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, amen, thoroughly equipped for every good work. My sister last week, Sister Janice, she uh, shared, amen, the message last week. She talked about folks who are abiding and living in the soulish realm, and that soulish realm of the mind, the will. The most part where a lot of folks live is in the emotional realm, amen, of uh, talking about the soul, the human soul. You are a soul, a living being. Amen. The mind, the will, and the emotions. A lot of folks are live so deeply in the emotions that 
that that that uh, offense is something that they are so motivated to grab. Amen. Don't be so quick to take hold of offense. Offense is taken. Don't take it. Amen. Leave it there. Amen. Amen. They said it to you some type of way. Don't take it some type of way. <laughs> Amen. Because they don't deserve to have unrented, uh, uh, unrented space in your head, in your mind. There are people who have who who are who are on your mind sometimes because they did something to you or they said something to you, and sometimes it's not even that they said it to you; it's the way they said it, and you are stuck on that. You gotta let it go. You have to let it go because you deserve better than to hold on to offense. There's a book that I'm interested in looking up. A pastor mentioned it. I think it's called Unoffendable. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that sounds like an interesting title. Amen. To, to be able to let go of offense immediately. Amen. People will think something is wrong with you. Mm -hmm. But isn't that what we're supposed to be? Mm -hmm. So different, so unique that even if you say something to me or, or approach me and 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 potentially offend me that I am able to release that thing and move on and go and have my happy meal and go on about my day. Yes. Hallelujah. You got to be unoffendable, man or woman of God. Reproof is not to be abused. We got to use it in love. Got to use it in love because ultimately it can lead to a change of direction. There's a lot of people who have not changed direction in their life because they have not accepted reproof. And you cannot reprove them because they will catch an attitude with you mm. real quick. Yeah. Real quick. They will catch an attitude with you real quick. Who's tired of catching attitudes real quick? Who? Hold on. Time out. I'm sorry. Whose custom has it ever been to catch an attitude real quick? Lift up your hands, please. You get, you've gotten offended real quick. Right quick. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. Say, yes, Lord, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, the Bible says, confess ye your sins one to another. Good, look around, everybody. Amen. We, it, it, it's, it's there. And, and, but, but the body of Christ is called to mature. Amen. We're not just called to be spiritual. We're also called to mature so that we can be good. Amen. Hallelujah. Heavenward. And we can be good right here on earth, too. Because what did we say last week at the beginning of our service? We want to bring heaven's influence to earth. Amen. We want heaven's influence to impact every area of our life. We want our very home to represent a little taste of what heaven is like. That when you invite somebody over to your house and you sit down and have a cup of coffee with them, they are able to say there is something in this place. Yes. That is so different. That that is that is that is. Uh, uh, I, I, it's not. It, it's almost like as if I can grab it. I can take hold of it because these are the folks who have accepted heaven's counsel so that they will stay on the straight and narrow. Yes. Amen. Amen. James chapter one verse twenty three to twenty four. He says, "For anyone, is, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer." He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Hmm. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Amen. This is also good for the woman. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. You're welcome. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. 
That mirror is a gift, isn't it? Yeah. Got to make sure everything's right. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 12. In that chapter, you have a prophet by the name of uh, Nathan. You can go ahead and start scrolling over to that in your Bible or, amen, on your devices if you're reading uh, through, uh, you know, smartphone or whatnot. But in 2 Samuel chapter 12, you have a prophet by the name of Nathan. And Nathan used the parable uh, at a certain point in that chapter to help King David uh, identify an error in his life, identify a problem that he had. Praise God. What, what David, the Bible says he was a shepherd, but he was also a king. Amen. Nathan didn't come to David when he was a shepherd boy. That was Samuel. At this point, Samuel died. He went on to be with the Lord. But here's Nathan, and he said, and God gives him a command. He says, I need you to go to David, because even though David is king, that does not mean that he is too high and lofty to be touched now. Praise God. No matter what point we are in our lives, it does not matter, and we ought to be able to settle within ourselves that I am open to reproof at any point in my life. I am not too grown to receive, hallelujah, the reproof of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. David heard the word from his infancy. The word was and is a mirror. It was a mirror for him, and it is a mirror for us. Whenever we hear the word of God, there ought to be something that we can glean out of the word that we can make applicable to our own lives. Amen. The word was and is a mirror. It's forever able to cast a light on whatever the issue of life may be. There's an answer for everything in this book. David didn't realize how big his problem was until Nathan reproved him. In essence, when when he issued, uh, actually in the text, I wanna I wanna make sure that I say this sort of in order. But you remember the story that David had relation, sexual relation with another man's wife. The man's name was Uriah. Uriah served under his uh, under the army of King David. Yeah. And when uh, when David said to himself. Oh, I'm not going to go out to battle. The scripture tells us that he beheld a young woman bathing, amen, in, in, in not too far distance. And it was Uriah's wife. And, and, and instead, praise God, of saying, oh, put the blinders on. Let me get myself out of this situation right now. He continued to look and behold. And David wanted to cover up his sin. Y'all know that? Nobody here has ever tried to cover up a sin, right? Thank you. Hallelujah. Uriah placed, Uriah was placed, the Bible said, in the hottest part of the battle against Ammon. Amen. The, 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 the folks with whom Israel was fighting, the nation, hallelujah, or the people group with whom Israel was at war against. Even though it wasn't his personal sword that killed Uriah, David committed the act of an assassin. He committed the act of a sicario, of an assassin. He was a gangster in royal robes. You know the story. Hallelujah. He took Uriah's wife. He had relations with her. And as a result, she became what? Pregnant. Oh, she became pregnant. You talk about a soap opera. This is it, brother. Mm -hmm. David tried to hide the thing by having Uriah go home and sleep with his own wife. Hmm. Uriah did not go to his house. 
He was so content to just simply be serving, amen, the king. And he said, nope, I'm not going to do that. It's not right that my boys are out at war, my friends are out at war, and I have the pleasure of being able to be with my wife. He said, by no means. And after much frustration, David set Uriah up so that he would die in battle. And after this report, after this, uh, the reproof of the prophet uh, in 2 Samuel chapter 12, Verse 13 tells us about David's repentance. When light was shined upon his sin, when the mirror of the word had shined upon him. I'm giving you all a little synopsis. We'll, get, we'll read again, amen, in just a moment. But when light was shined upon his sin, he could not point the finger at anyone else. Y'all know about scapegoats? It's so easy. It's so nice when you have one. When you have somebody else that you can blame for what you did or what was done. There's a lot of that going on right now. Yeah. Everybody's blaming. Oh, yeah. The blame game is happening. And it's impacting people's lives on a serious level. And David didn't realize that what he was doing, amen, even on his level, he himself was, uh, he, he was impacting his entire nation as a result of his own personal behavior. Hallelujah. When light was shined upon that situation, he could not point the finger at anyone else. The Bible says that God saw, though, when he identified that I am the problem. My behavior is the problem. The Bible says that God saw his repentant heart. And here we learn a lesson. To guard your heart from pride. Yes. Guard your heart from pride. You haven't caught any bug. Stay humble. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Every day. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. You've got this that's nice and that's it nice. That's nice. Thank you, Lord. I got it. King David, he's in the royal house. He had, God had given the kingdom. He took the kingdom out of Saul's hand and had given it over, gave, gave it over to King David. And David, hallelujah, his responsibility, even in his lofty position, was to stay humble. The higher you go, the lower you need to stay. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hallelujah. The higher you go, the lower you need to stay. Stay humble. Yes. Praise God. David yes. thought he got away with it. Hallelujah. And he had his way, but God had to reel him in. Uh. Come on, fisherman. Help me out. Uh -huh. God had to reel him in. Uh -huh. Say, come here. Hallelujah. Thank God for reeling us in. Can you just say, God, I thank you thank for reeling you, me Jesus. in? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, because at one point or another, we thought it was all us. As, I, as my sister said just now, we thought that, God, that it was us who got us here. Amen, safe and sound. But every step we take, Amen. hallelujah, is another uh, expression of grace. Amen. It's another expression of mercy yeah. that we are experiencing. David came to a place of complacency. That's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. He came to a place of complacency. The longer you practice something, amen, the easier it is to keep going on with that habit. All you need is 21 days, right? 21 days, and, and you will continue to practice a habit. We, we're practicing a habit now, amen, around the whole world because, because we have become accustomed to this practice, this habit, amen. It's become easier, amen, and that's just plain speaking. David came to this place of complacency, especially in the time of battle. Careful, man or woman of God, you who say, I love the Lord. That you remain steadfast and immovable. Yes. 
always abounding. Amen. Especially in times like we are living in. Do not become complacent. Don't, don't, don't say, you know, I, uh, I was listening to a pastor speak to pastors. Amen. And I didn't get to listen to the entire context, but he, he was, he was uh, quoting some of their words and, and uh, uh, many of which who have become very discouraged. And they said, you know what, I'm ready to just throw my hands up and, 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 and give up and, and, and relent. And at this point, it is not time, hallelujah, to relent. It is not time to give up. I appreciate your prayers. I covet your prayers. My wife does as well. Praise God. I think all of us covet one another's prayers and we are praying for one another and saying, hallelujah, we're going to continue to stand in the gap. Praise God. Because this thing has been like, like the school system. Are we going? Are we not? Trying to plan the calendar? Trying to get things moving? Praise God. I don't see anybody fighting over pencils at Walmart right now. <laughs> the, 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 the inventory is full. The stock is plentiful. And they are thinking to themselves, we got to get this thing moving. And they are all this stuff. Everything is like, hold up. Wait a minute. I'm over there. <laughs> Stop. Hold on. Time out. But this time out has been a little while. By now. Yeah. Right? Praise God. But in the midst of this time out, don't become complacent. Amen. Don't become complacent. Hallelujah. Don't fall asleep on your spiritual disciplines. Don't fall asleep on your love level, hallelujah. I thank God that this church hasn't fallen asleep on, on our own commitments to praise God the Lord and also to the house, to one another. I, uh, I didn't say this earlier, but praise God, you'll see that the, the, that the, um, that the integrity of our, of our uh, overhang, our canopy project, if you stick your head out there, the integrity of the, of the structure is all complete. The only thing that remains is a little bit of paint, uh, the paint job out there. So give yourselves a round of applause. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. This isn't the time to say, oh, well, we're just going to lay back. No, this is the time to work. This is the time to do something. This is the time to praise God, put your, put your hands to the plow. And as the Bible says, do not look back. Don't look back. Don't look back, hallelujah. You have come too far. We have nothing else, to, uh, nothing else, praise God, that, is, that, is, that, that will add value to our life than the goodness of God. Hallelujah. It is the goodness of God, praise God, that leads men to repentance. And we're dependent on that goodness for everything in our lives. So be mindful, ladies and gentlemen, of the distractions in these days. Be mindful. Build your spirit up when the days are quiet. Don't get caught up in foolishness. Mm -hmm. Let the mirror, don't, let me say that again, because I hear that resonate in my spirit to say to the people of God again, don't get caught up in foolishness. Right. Hallelujah. Because the only reason that David, hallelujah, got himself caught up in foolishness was because the days were quiet and he started lounging and he said, ah, whatever. But when you get into that kind of language of whatever and things are just going on as they were. Nobody sees what's going on. Praise God. That's when we need to check our spirit. Amen. Let the mirror of the word shine on every dark crevice. Let it shine on every dark crevice, church. Hallelujah. Going back to chapter 11, verse 27. Now, if you got your Bible open there already, that very last verse of, of 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 27 says, when her mourning, because uh, at this point Bathsheba's husband Uriah was dead, and she received news, re received the news. It says, verse 27, when her mourning was over, 
David sent and brought her to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Displeased the Lord. Jump to chapter 12, verse 14, briefly here. And it says in, in chapter 12, verse 14, However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of, it, of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also who is born to you shall surely, what? Die. Die. The chastisement for the sin of David, it was going to bring blasphemy from the enemies of Israel. Because you know how it is. There's some folks out there in the world who say, oh, you're a Christian? And then they see something about what you're doing, your actions. Because you remember, your life preaches louder than your mouth, right? True. Amen. They are watching and they are waiting to see what you will do, how you will react. Praise God. If you're going to cuss up a storm like they cuss up a storm, if you're going to go out there and punch somebody just because you got offended, hallelujah, or if you're going to keep on trailing and walking and living above reproach, they are on the lookout. Because here, this is what happened in Scripture. Here's a great example. God says, you have brought blasphemy because of this great occasion by the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. And the child who had no fault, it wasn't the baby's fault. It's never the baby's fault, right? The child had no fault. He said, the child will surely die. Church, things die when we're out of step with the Lord. Things die when we are out of step with the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not the Lord's desire. He said he would that none perish, right? Mm -hmm. It is not him, praise God. In the midst of this crazy world we're living in, it is his compassion that, that goes, praise God, that shines through all of this darkness by which we can see, praise God, the hand of the Lord operating in our world. But we have to recognize, hallelujah, that it is, there's a great response on the men and women who call themselves believers. That, set, that, are, that is to say, praise God, that we have to stay on that straight and narrow because there are things in our lives that God wants it to thrive. But when we're out of step with his will, things can die. Now, let's read verse 15 to verse 23 of chapter 12. Hallelujah. This is the focus of the message here. Starting in verse 15, it says, Then Nathan departed to his house. This is after he gave the judgment of the Lord. Nathan departed to his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. So the elders of his house arose. Hallelujah. Excuse me. So the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from them, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. Then on the seventh day it came to pass that the child died. And the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Indeed, while the child was alive, we spoke to him, and he would not heed our voice. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He may do some harm. Then when David saw that the servants were whispering, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said to his servants, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. So David arose from the ground, washed, and anointed himself, and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord 
and worship. Then he went to his own house. And when he requested that, and when he requested, they set food before him and he ate. Then his servant said to him, what is this that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. But when the child died, you arose and ate food. And he said, while the child was alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who can tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Amen. So David in this text said within himself, it may be possible that God will hear my cry concerning the life of the child. I'll pray and I'll fast in hopes that the Lord will heal the child and let the child live. He had already heard the, the, the pronouncement, the, 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 uh, the judgment of the Lord that this child was going to die. Well, as of yet, the child had not died, but he knew the child became ill and he began to cry out to God, peradventure, just in case God would relent, hallelujah, from causing the child to die. After the fact, David's intention was good. He committed the sin. It was done. His intention was good and pure, but the child died. It was at that point in reading the text that we stand back and we learn something. We learn, hallelujah, we learn it's quite simple. We learn that when it is time to let go of something or someone so near and dear to us, that it is simply time to let go. The servants of the king, they were baffled, they were shocked that he got up from the ground because they expected him to snap. You know when, you, you ever hear that term, nervous breakdown? Mm -hmm. he, they expected him to lose it. Right. Uh, he, he was crying, he was praying, he was fasting. All this time, they expected this man is going to lose it. Some folks are just standing back watching to see if you are going to lose it. Yeah. They want to know how you are going to react Hallelujah, when all this is done and over. They're wanting to know, praise God, when you get up off that ground because you know what you did. You know what happened. God knows what happened, but you cried out to God for mercy, and God was a merciful God. He was a gracious God. David thought to himself, as a matter of fact, the way Nathan came to him, Nathan came to him with a, a parable saying there was a rich man, and he had he had a bunch of a bunch of sheep, and then there was a poor man, and he had just one, and he asked King David, hallelujah, he said, he said the rich man went, instead of enjoying his own blessings, he went and took the, the poor man's little old sheep. What should happen to the man who took that little, that poor man's sheep? And David said, that man should die. And Nathan said, you are that man. When David heard it, his heart was broken. Because there was nothing in him that was prepared, hallelujah, to confront the mirror that identified who he was. We're so quick to point the finger and say it was him, it was them, it was their fault, hallelujah. They did it. David couldn't do that. Nathan, hallelujah, did a jeopardy on him. He flipped it on him and he said, now I'm going to present, hallelujah, the statement and you are going to, hallelujah, present the question. 
Hallelujah. What should be done to such a man? David says, that man should die. And God was so good because he found in David, hallelujah, a heart of a worshiper, a heart of a man who understood the concept of, of, of repentance, hallelujah, of, of what it means, praise God, to be able to receive reproof. I need some people in my life that can reprove me, hallelujah, and thereafter build me up. Hallelujah. You need some people around you Amen. that can check you, that can call you out and tell you in love, hallelujah, Amen. come out of that darkness and come Amen. back into the light. Praise God. If nobody can tell you the truth, then I question what's going on, hallelujah, with your psychology of what it means to be a Christian. Amen. Hallelujah. we got to be able to grow, develop, hallelujah, in the things of God. David, he recognized that he did wrong. But he said, it's not this child's fault. So I'm going to cry out and I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray for the baby. But when the baby died, when the thing was over, when it seemed like, hallelujah, he had lost it, and when his servants thought he was going to lose it more, he said, no, I'm not going to lose it more. I've, I've done my crying. You know, some of you all have done your crying at this altar multiple times mm -hmm. for the same thing over and over. There are songs that we sing in church that are applicable to some of you and they are not applicable to others of you. Hallelujah. There are songs that are, that, that, there, there, there is a, a cry at the altar that is expressed that God himself, hallelujah, has heard. And he says, it's time now to do like David. Maybe something is time to release because when you release it, that's when maybe God can work with it. Hello? Because we don't serve a God of, of death. That's right. We serve a God of resurrection Hallelujah. power. Amen. I'll say that again. Yes. We don't serve a God of death. We serve a God of resurrection power. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you, does anybody here know what happened to any of the people? who were believers, men and women who loved God, who served the Lord, hallelujah, and, and worshiped him in spirit and in truth just like you do, who uh, were diagnosed with this infirmity of the day, and today they are in the presence of God. Y'all know that they are there, right? Yes. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Yes. And they are not weeping and sad and grieved. Yes. Right now they are rejoicing in the presence of our God. Hallelujah. This life is fleeting. Hallelujah. Things are fleeting away. Hallelujah. It's just further evidence. Hallelujah. That he is coming back soon. Hallelujah. It's further evidence that our God is, hallelujah, who he says he is. He says this flesh might perish, but uh, we have an, ever, uh, uh, an everlasting soul on the inside of us. Praise the Lord. There are some things, though, that we need to let go and release and say, God, I can't do anything else with this. You got to take it down. The servants of David, they were shocked that he got up from the ground. They thought he would get up in a rage. He didn't. The Bible says he washed and he anointed himself. Amen. That's like bathing and putting on lotion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he changed his clothes. He got off of, out of the sackcloth and ashes. And he said, it's time, hallelujah, to stand up again time to move forward with my life. Not only that, but he went to the house of the Lord and he worshiped. If it was up to some of us, hallelujah, when the child died, 
We would have got up from the altar and we would have gone home and sat in a corner for three or four or five days. But David shows us an example of what we ought to do. Amen. That's reflective of the servant Job. Yeah. Said the Lord give, the Lord taketh away. That's not even the most famous part of the text. Mm -hmm. Blessed be yep. the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He changed his clothes. Not only that, he went, again, he went to the house of the Lord. He worshiped. And thereafter, after he went to the house of God, after he had his priorities in order, then he went home. And he said, I'm hungry. Time to eat. Hallelujah. This morning, the word that has gone out concerning someone uh, was not a word to condemn. Amen. Just like it wasn't a word to condemn David. Right. Whatever was done, it is done. It is done. I, I, I just feel in my spirit that the spirit of God, hallelujah, quicken me with this word. Because it's for somebody in this house that is still living with something. Hallelujah. That people told you, you got to stay living with that. Mm. Someone told you, I will never forgive you for that. That this is this is what was done and and and, and, and I'm, I'm bothered I'm troubled hallelujah you deserve the blame today is the day hallelujah for you to be released of all of those lies hallelujah no more living with that burden hallelujah some people are walking in the shame of the adultery of the past hallelujah maybe there's a man or woman hallelujah who they've committed adultery on their spouse and at some point or another, there came a moment of reconciliation and forgiveness. And if forgiveness was established, that conversation of that thing which was done should never be brought up again. Because you said, I forgive you. And rather than using that as a sword to jab that one, because you made a decision, you both made a decision to reconcile. Hallelujah. Now, it should be that you both are moving forward and not allowing yourselves to live. Yes. Hallelujah. With what happened in the past. Amen. Some people are walking in the shame of that adultery or, or that sin, that thing. Someone has cried out to God for the sin that took place last year or last decade. It's time to move on. Yes. You said, Lord, forgive me. You cried out. It's time to move forward. Amen. Hallelujah. God Almighty heard you. He heard your repentance. He knows if you said, I'm sorry, and if you went back and did it again. Thank you, Lord. Or if you said, Lord, I'm sorry, I turned away 180 Thank you, Lord. from that sin mm -hmm. and moved forward with you. And just like in David's life, the word of the Lord was that he put away, hallelujah, your sin. You are now covered under the blood. You are now covered under the blood. Now, what happened? Because of certain decisions we made, God forgave us, but we had to live with some of the consequences. Amen. Hello? Yep. We had to live with some of the consequences because this is a real world. Yep. There are some responsibilities we have to take for our own actions. Come on. Amen. I'm almost done. Stay with me. Amen. It. For our own actions, we got to take responsibility for these things. And so as we take responsibility, then we say, yep. That, that's what was done, and this is now my testimony. I don't glorify the sin. Right. I don't glorify what happened before. I'm glorifying the God who delivered me out from yes. under that thing because he's been merciful, and now I'm walking, hallelujah, in the grace and the mercy of God. 
You were sorry. He forgave you. Now you need to forgive yourself. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hello. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time to forgive yourself. I know they keep on blaming you, but you can't do anything else about it. Right. And you can't sit there saying to yourself, well, I guess I just got to keep on taking nope. it. Nope. Hallelujah. Even your children. Don't let your children continue to punish you with what was done five and six years ago. It's done. I can't do anything about it. I got to keep living my life. I got to keep walking in grace. I got to keep walking in love. I love you. I said I'm sorry. I'm done. That's right. I'm done. I'm done. Hallelujah. And, 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 and we have a fallible nature about us because we are human. Yeah. Hallelujah. We are human. Let the man think he stands. Be mindful that he not fall. Amen. Be careful if you say, hey, I'm, I'm up here all the time because the next time it might not be me. Yeah. Next time it might be Bob. It might be not, not this Bob. That Bob. <laughs> Praise God. First three-letter name I can think of. Praise God. But but you, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. You've got to forgive yourself now. Yes, there are some earthly consequences for what took place. Whatever happened, happened. You, 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 you're taking care of it now. Amen. Someone might be living with the consequence today, but I heard God speak to my spirit. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. And say, tell my people to get up from the ground. Mm. Hallelujah. Get up from the ground. Hallelujah. Don't keep, don't, don't come to this altar, hallelujah, crying out for what I've already forgiven you about. That's right. Amen. If you are no longer living, hallelujah, in that cycle, right. it's behind you. Amen. It's your, it's part of your testimony. It's part of your story. Hallelujah. You don't have to beg me, say it the Lord, because I heard you. Isn't he good? Yes. That yes. he heard us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, tell my people to get up on the ground and anoint themselves. Change your clothing and stand before God and worship. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. The mirror of God's word has done its work. Hallelujah. You see, because once you stand before that mirror, hallelujah, and you fix all the blemishes, everything that's wrong, you don't need to stand in front of that mirror anymore. You need to move on with your day. Yes. You already got your dude all dude up, and, and, and you can't do anything else because you are 110%, baby. You are good. Hallelujah. It's time to go forward. Yes. What about your day? Hallelujah. There comes a moment when you say, hey, I can't. All right. I, don't, don't lift up your hands. Don't raise your hand. Who spends 10 minutes in front of that mirror? <laughs> Who spends, spends uh, 20 minutes in front of that mirror? Who, don't point the finger at nobody. Who spends 30 minutes in front of that mirror making sure everything is right? No, you gotta, you gotta go more. Everything. Hallelujah. Think about that. Think about that with the word. Hallelujah. But there comes a moment with that mirror mm -hmm. where it can't help you no more, hallelujah, because wow. you have made everything in that mirror, hallelujah. You've adjusted everything in that mirror in, in you to reflect, hallelujah, the image of what you really want. And the best thing that you want is perfection. And as you want perfection in the natural, so you ought to want perfection, mm. hallelujah, in your spirit. That's right, that's right. Hallelujah. Once you got this word, hallelujah, uh, that, 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 that is on the outside of you, all on the inside of you, then his, his, his work is there, is done, hallelujah. Allow it to continue to work. 
let it continue to work. Yes. And let it be that you continue to meditate on this word. Not that you have, have, have read everything from front to end and so you can't, hallelujah, learn anything new. But it's already in there now. Amen. Hallelujah. Now get up and make it apply. Make it work. That's right. Hallelujah. The mirror has done its work. You've repented. When God reproved you, he saw your response. Yes. Hallelujah. If he has forgiven you, you must now forgive you. This message is not for the prideful. Hmm. It's for the humble. Hmm. It's for the humble. The prodigal son was honored because he woke up and realized that even his father's servants were in a better position because they valued fellowship and understood the importance of a healthy bond with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. David himself also, he could not stay down forever. That prodigal son that I just mentioned, he couldn't stay away forever. There was even a limit on how long Jesus would be dead. Today is the limit on you staying down. Mm -hmm. It's the limit. Hallelujah. So, okay, all this stuff's going on around you. Fine. Yeah. Praise God. My wife threw up a controversial video yesterday. Hallelujah. It was I call it controversial because some people are like, oh, pastors shouldn't be posting that kind of video. But it was a, it was a fight breaking out in a restaurant. It was a, it was a fight that just broke out in the restaurant. And as the fight broke out in the restaurant, there was this man sitting down at the table. And he was just eating his french fries, looking at his phone. And he was just enjoying his meal. And they were fighting all around him. And as they were fighting up behind him, the fight went around him. But he just kept on eating his french fries. He was not bothered. He wasn't troubled at all. I said, that's what it seems like right now. It's just a bunch of fighting and people just punching each other and everybody just acting the fool around you. You just need to sit down and enjoy your table. Hallelujah. And enjoy your meal. And don't get caught up in the drama. Don't get caught up in the mess. Hallelujah. Be at peace in your spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says there's a time for all things. Amen. But right now is the time to sit at the master's table and say, God, what are you saying? Yes. In the middle of all of this. Yes. Hallelujah. Some people are really distracted right now. Yes. They're really caught on guard. They don't, they, listen, they, there are preachers who don't know what they're supposed to be preaching right now. Mm. They don't know what they're supposed to be saying right now. Mm. Hallelujah. Why? Because they're not listening to the Lord anymore. Whoop, say it again. Why? Because they're not hearing God because they're hearing so much noise. Uh -oh. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. I'm telling my people. Hallelujah. I'm telling my friends, my brothers, my sisters, those on live stream, I'm telling you, praise God, that God is forgiving you. It's time for you to forgive you. It's time for you to get up. Hallelujah. What's dead is dead. You can't, hallelujah, do anything about it. You got to give it over to God and you got to keep moving forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Give them a better round of applause for God Almighty. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand in your feet with your Hallelujah. Even the stone that was in front of the tomb of Jesus has a testimony that it had to get out of the way. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. When it's time, it's time. Amen. There are limits to things. Things cannot go on forever. Hallelujah. Israel was in bondage for 400 years. And all of a sudden, God, hallelujah, brought forth his servant Moses. And he said, I'm going to bring out Moses, and, that, and that's going to be the deliverer. That's going to be the instrument I use. Hallelujah. Because the, the culmination of my people being in bondage is over. Hallelujah. 
And God spoke to Moses in that wilderness and he said, go back to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go. Hallelujah. And today, praise God, there is a loosening that is happening amongst the body of Christ that is, that is, that is aware, hallelujah, of what God is saying. Hallelujah. There's a limit. The stone, hallelujah, that was in front of that tomb, today has got a testimony. Yes, it does. That stone says, I had to move because the son of hallelujah of the living God had to come out. Hallelujah. Maybe there is a stone of discouragement. Maybe there's a stone of unforgiveness. Hallelujah. Or even of unbelief that seems to have blocked you from coming out of your grave. Hallelujah. It's not your responsibility to move the stone. Isn't that a great thing? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. God Almighty today affirms that the stone wow. is removed. Hallelujah. He has rolled the stone away. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And the stone is saying, yes. look what the Lord has done. Yes. You know what's happening right now? Jesus. You know what's happening right now? Stones are starting to cry out. Y'all yeah. Yeah. think it's a good thing, but it's not. it's not. Stones are starting to cry out. Rocks are crying out. Because some worshipers have forgotten what it means, hallelujah, to cry out to God. Some some believers have become, hallelujah, become mummed and become muzzled by the by everything around them that they said, you know what, it's just not worth it anymore. Mm. Hallelujah. But God says, come out, come out, come out. Yes, yes. Come out, come out. God, hallelujah. He affirms that there's nothing in your way. Yes, There's nothing in your way. You are loose from what happened in your past. Hallelujah. Don't let anyone or anything hold you to Thank it. You, Jesus. It's done. Thank you. you prayed. You asked the Lord's forgiveness. Now get up. Wash your face. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Anoint yourself. Yeah. Worship. Yeah. Hallelujah. Sit down and eat at the master's table. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what that's called? That's called grace. Thank you, Jesus. That's called grace. That's called grace. God carried you through the process of reproof, of repentance. And now you can experience, hallelujah, restoration. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless you because, hallelujah, you're the lover of our souls. You love us so much. Hallelujah. You want your people to remember you in all their ways. Lord, let them not discontinue. Nor let them discount. Don't let them discount. Hallelujah. The value of their praise. The value of their worship. The value of their adoration. That even when they are at a loss for words. That you even hear their cry. The cry of their heart. Things are ever changing in this world. Lord God in these days. Things are moving. Hallelujah. And for some of us they're moving at light speed. But you are firm. Your throne is established forever. And we want to say thank you, hallelujah, for this example in scripture of the mercy of our God. You are looking for worshipers, Lord God, men and women who are, hallelujah, after your own heart. Because you don't look at what man looks at. You don't look at the outward appearance. But what God looks at is the heart. Lord, let not rocks cry out for your people. Instead of the stone having a testimony, let it be that the living, hallelujah, men and women under the sound of my voice, let them bear the testimony yes, Lord. that the stone was removed and that I am no longer, hallelujah, living in the trespass of last year, 
or last decade. I'm getting up. I am up. Hallelujah. I'm getting up. I'm washing my face. I'm anointing, hallelujah, myself. I'm putting on new garments. Yes. The garments that you have set aside for me. Hallelujah. And I'm going to sit down at your table. And I'm going to dine with you, Lord. Father, I pray for everyone right now that you would stir them up. Yes, Jesus. That you would pour out fresh oil from heaven. God, hallelujah, that their spirit would be set on fire for your service. On this first day of the week, Lord God, we humbly, hallelujah, present ourselves to you, recognizing that there's no other help, no other source, no other strength. But you are our life. You're our motivation. And we want more of you. During this time, hallelujah, during this season, in this year, hallelujah, here in this very month of July, teach us to continue to do things that, hallelujah, consist and are in accordance with your word. Hallelujah. Let us have the blinders that block out, hallelujah, the ruckus of confusion and doubt yes, yes, and Lord. worry and anxiety. And let us walk, hallelujah, in the peace of God that passes understanding. Yes. Mm, Jesus. Jesus, could you just worship right there for a moment? Hallelujah. Could you just worship him for a moment? Could you just, hallelujah, offer on the Thanksgiving today? Could you offer unto him, hallelujah, a desire for deeper relationship, of a more intimate and a close walk? Father, this is what we want. This is what we desire. Lord God, hallelujah, your people have stuck it through, and they persevered. They're, they're, not, just, uh, they're not just making it, Lord. They're coming out thriving. Lord, hallelujah, bless them. Bless their households. Bless their family, hallelujah. Bless all their internal organs, Lord God. Strengthen them, Lord. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, let them not be afraid of the terror by night. Hallelujah. Let them not be afraid, hallelujah, of anything. But let them, hallelujah, be confident in this one thing. In you. In you, oh God. I pray for direction. Hallelujah, discernment. Thank you, Jesus. And love like never before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, they're talking about bubbles. And we got to make these bubbles and bubbles, all this stuff. Lord, I pray for the bubble of the Holy Spirit to cover them. Yes, yes, Father. Cover them, hallelujah, with your very spirit. Hallelujah, thank you. Cover their household with your very spirit. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Bless them, Lord. Bless them indeed, O oh God. Hallelujah. We count it an honor that you have privileged us to be called, hallelujah, for such a time as this. Yes, Lord. Thank you for restoring someone. Hallelujah. If you got a personal testimony of yourself, amen, that today's a day of you forgiving yourself, could you lift up your hand? And you say, hey, 
I'm not going to hold on, hallelujah, to what's been done. I recognize God has forgiven me. I need you to also forgive somebody who's offended you. I need you, hallelujah, to be sensitive to the spirit of God right now concerning the one, hallelujah, who hurt you. They might not, not even be alive anymore. But you're still angry and bitter, not just angry, but bitter. Because, hallelujah, of all that happened. Come on now. If they offended you, hallelujah. Right now, say, Lord, I release them. I release them. I release them. Because these are not the days to hold on anymore. These are not the days to hold on to what was done. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Father, we love you. We thank you. We bless you. We glorify your name. We magnify you today. Hallelujah. Ah. Liberty. Liberty. Freedom in the name of Jesus. You are free. You are released. Hallelujah. You are free. You are released. Yes, Lord. You are. You are. We want to thank those who are listening to the live stream. Hallelujah. We want to encourage you, praise God, to continue to stay connected with us. We pray blessings in the mighty name of Jesus over those, hallelujah, who are connected. Amen. Glory to God.